Welcome to the Big Daddy Sports Minute. Sports talk radio from the fans' perspective. I am Paul Big Daddy DeMay. And alongside me, as usual, is my co-host. We just switched. We lost the executive, Mike. You're just a producer. And that was by my request. Brother. That was my, by, my, my request. And then we have Jason, who's Hi. our co-host. Yes. Slash stats guru. Slash brother. Slash marketing director. Slash social media. I was going to say social director. media director, but marketing director <laughs> sounds even better. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, marketing vice president of, no, president of marketing of the Big Daddy Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is us three right now. <laughs> I just think executive producer sounds too producery. I mean, I am executive producer deep down in my heart, but, you know. Am I really? Well, you're at least a producer, so we'll just call you that. Big Daddy. How about that? What are we doing? At your request. What are we doing here today? Mike, we're starting out with the pleasantries. We are. Yes, as, perfect as timing. We usually do so. Let's, Jace. Let me, Jason. Let me start with you and ask you how your week was. Uh, it was a pretty good week. Yeah. yeah. Nothing too exciting. Didn't you go to Arizona? I did. Um, you don't look that tan. It was interesting. I had a, <laughs> a, a difficult flight out there on Wednesday because we had the snowstorm here in Michigan. So I got to sit on oh. a tarmac for two hours. That's right. Yeah, that <clears throat> yeah, it was great. Yeah, but I missed my connecting flight. Yeah, people were dying in that storm. It was a bad storm. All over and, then, and then I got rerouted to LAX. Mm. You so, did? Yeah. All the way yeah. to LA? Yeah, so, you know, I was up at 4 a.m. I cruised into Phoenix at around 10.30 at night. Just 12.30 my time. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> so that, that's how my week was, Paul. Thanks. All right. Sorry I asked. That was just one day. <laughs> I figured you would have a great week being in Arizona, be sunny, and don't have to worry Once about I that snow. Nice. It's 75 you know, and sunny. So it just took a while to get there. Yeah. You know? So, Mike, how about you? How was your week? Oh, Big Daddy. I had a glorious, magical week. I wonder why. All leading up to... So what I did this week is every single night, I would watch sports, um, sports center, NFL, and I would just get all fired up for this Super Bowl. Mm. So every night, I literally lost sleep this week doing the pregame all week long, everybody talking about stuff. Right. That's exciting. Yeah, it was good, though, especially with what happened. Right, and and yes, and we will get into your excitement. We will? And uh, how good the game was yesterday. Um, well, my week was good, in case you guys were wondering. Oh, yeah. Thanks, you, yeah. thanks for asking. Yeah, no problem. You know, it's, you know, it just is what it is. Was it good? <laughs> uh, it was okay, you know, busy again as usual. And I don't know if we really care how your week was. I, I don't think you guys do. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's whatever. You know, um, eventually I'm going to come in here. I'm going to say how glorious and magical my week was. Dude, it's all but, perspective, man. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. It's been raining, but I still see the sunshine. You know. <laughs> all right, and I get that from my wife. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna add philosopher on the mics. Philosopher. <laughs> that I will executive philosopher. The, the pleasantry philosopher. It would be executive philosopher. <laughs> oh, oh boy! All right. Well, I'm glad you guys are doing good, Jay. I'm sorry about your plane issues, um, but uh, I, at least I made it. So yeah, and and you made it back, and so here we are on the show. And tonight we got a we do have a great show coming up, Mike. 
you have your new segment coming up again. Yes, sir. Um, Lost and Found. Lost and Found. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to do that first, and then we're going to be hanging with the brothers. We're going to recap the Super Bowl and talk a little bit about how the Patriots really did dominate the Rams. Uh, we'll move into Michigan mashup, and then uh, we'll have our Big Daddy's final take. This sounds like an exciting evening. It's going to be a lot of fun, Michael. It's an exciting evening of talking. It's, it is. It's going to be a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, let's get this started and move right into your segment, Lost and Found. You got it, boss. Lost and Found. I so much love myself. I love you and you love me too. No, wait. This is it's, how your segment starts? You love me and I love me too. That's how it is. This is how my segment starts. I just talk about myself because I love that <laughs> intro music. <laughs> All right, boys. Today, Lost and Found is going to be Mean Joe Green. Mm. Mean Joe Green, Pittsburgh Steeler. Back in the heyday, Steel Curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the the line, the defense nickname. So let's get started, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm not going to go through. Everybody knows me and Joe Green played for the Steelers. Everybody knows he was on the Coca-Cola commercial. All right, that's not the interesting part. Are you sure everybody knows? I mean, people weren't alive at that time, and now now, now oh, they might I know. I am. Oh, Jason, you didn't know that. <laughs> That's right, Jason wasn't even born yet. Okay, well, maybe I should start at the beginning. Charles Edward Green, born September 24th, 1946, better known as Mean Joe Green, is a former American football defensive tackle who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers of the National Football League from 1969 to 1981. So you could go to Football Life and watch his football life. He has Mm -hmm. a football life, right? Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of this stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and kind of skip up because what what this segment is about, yeah, he was amazing. He was, I mean, he was touted as the best um, defensive player of the 70s. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what everybody was was saying back then. They played and, defense a little differently back in the day, though. Yeah, that was a lot meaner. <laughs> it was definitely not, not like they played. They also didn't keep track of sacks, tackles for loss, or anything like that back then. Oh, they didn't? Nope. Wow, that's interesting. So here's the thing is Tom Brady got his sixth Super Bowl ring yesterday. Mm-hmm. And in my research of the mean Joe Green, he has six Super Bowl rings, but not as a player. He's got four as a player, two as a coach. Coach. With all with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul made me aware of that because I thought one was with another team. Mm-hmm. But that's that's uh, some interesting stuff, right? Is that interesting? That's very interesting. Am I tanking? Am I tanking, guys? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> that's very interesting, and also know that. Um, do you know how he got his Mean Joe Green nickname? Uh, he um, literally yelled at a little girl. She was ten. <laughs> Jay, do you know how he got it? He said, "Give me my Coca Cola back." <laughs> I don't think that's what he did. No. All right. How did he get his? I mean, I, I kind of I, I saw it in the in the which I don't remember. What what how would how did he get it? So when he played for did he potty mouth another player on the team? No, actually he he did absolutely nothing. 
Um, sources agree the name is a reference to North Texas's athletic teams, the Mean Green. Now, when he played for them, oh. there was a the student section. Uh, bas- there's two basketball players in the student section that uh, they were unsatisfied with the enthusiastic crowd and began to sing Mean Green, You Look So Good to Me. Okay. The rest of the crowd soon followed. After that, after that, we did it every game, and a lot of people just associated it with Joe because his last name is Green. So they started calling him Mean Joe Green. Well, that is. I did not know that. But he's really not mean. But he's really not mean. Well, no. let me go on. He did or a Coca-Cola commercial with a little girl, and he, she, he said, give me that Coca-Cola back. He did not no. say that. I don't remember how that commercial went. <laughs> Was it more of a nicer? I think he gave his jersey away or something. Oh, yeah. She gave the Coke to him, and he gave her his jersey. He said his his line was, hey, kid, catch. And he threw his jersey at him. Oh, that's what happened in the jersey. Not, her over. not, give me my Coca-Cola back. I think he threw the jersey, <laughs> and it knocked her over. That's hilarious. And then her parents came, and then they sued him. <clears throat> Joe himself actually did not like that nickname. Insisting no, I, it did uh, not reflect on his true character. That's true. See, I told you. Yeah, but you got to realize something. He was a badass defensive lineman. Oh, he, he was. He was, uh, I think, defensive player of the year two times. NFL man of the year in 1979. Yep. Ten-time pro bowler. So, yeah, he's a pretty darn good player. Yeah, definitely. I think probably, arguably best of the 70s the whole decade i mean yeah that's what they say you know there, there were a few other great defensive players during that time but i mean not not nobody like mean joe no no then he came back and so what, what he did is after he played he went ahead and started acting he did that commercial for coca-cola 79 with his one line right with his one line but it was probably one of the best super bowl commercials ever Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. Think so. Way better than what we saw yesterday. That that commercial won a Clio Award, whatever the hell that is. That sounds like really good. <laughs> um, yeah, it says right here, it's, it's widely considered to be one of the best television commercials of all time. Wow. That, that mean Joe Green. What a meanie. Uh, and then he was in some movies. You know, he did the Black Six. He did Black Exploitation, starring other NFL players. Um, then he did, um, the Rocky Blair, Blair movie, um, he did that, uh, another, some kind of TV movie called Fighting Back, the Rocky Blair story. So he was in that, and then he was in Smoking a Bandit 3, so, or 2, I mean. Uh, then he went into coaching. So he coached for the Steelers, Miami Dolphins, Arizona Cardinals. And then he retired in 2004. And he was named the special assistant for player personnel for the Steelers. In this position, he earned his fifth Super Bowl ring after the Steelers won Super Bowl 40. When asked how it felt to finally win one for the thumb, he replied, That's all utter nonsense. It's one for the right hand. <laughs> It's one for this group, for this team. That's how he said it. Exactly mm-hmm. like that. Exactly like that. Yeah, so he then, 
so really, so this is his life. He acted, he coached, now he's retired, and like the whole point of the segment is to say, what are they doing now? Right now he's retired, he's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is the exciting part. Well, one super thing, exciting. One thing he has done, though, he's got seven grandchildren, and um, he just released an autobiography entitled Mean Joe Green, Built by Football. So he does have that coming out now. And his his wife of 47 years, Agnes, died in 2015, but he's remarried, and he set up an Agnes Lucille Craft Green Memorial Scholarship in honor of his late wife. So they're presented annually to students from Texas whose parents have battled cancer. Yeah. That's what he's done. So he's tried to do good with his life, and he's really not that mean. From what I'm reading here, <coughs> seems like a pretty nice guy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've seen plenty of interviews with him, and... He's in the Hall of Fame, right? Absolutely. He's in both the college and pro Hall of Fame. Yep. Yep. Hey, what, co what college did he play for? North Texas. North Texas. The Mean Green. As we said earlier. Exactly. Well, I wasn't. He was on my <laughs> deaf side. He's on my deaf side. Green. All right. Jason. I'll, I'll yeah, be baby. on your deaf side when you have headphones on. Dude's lost and found. Um, and that is today's Lost and Found segment. And I'm going to have people cheering next time I end it. So okay. I, won't, I don't know if I'll have it today. Well, that was awesome. That was a great segment. And like I said, I do like Meansel Green. And I often, I mean, I don't often, but I wonder if they did keep stats of his tackles for loss and sacks, what he would have ended up with. Yeah, I wonder that too. I didn't know they didn't keep track of that back then. No, I that, think it, that team was pretty good. I mean, he had a lot of good players around him, but he was he was definitely a huge factor on that defense. Oh, absolutely. For sure. I mean, yeah. he's probably the biggest reason they called it the Steel Curtain. Yeah. It's Mean Joe. Yeah, that's some crazy so. stuff there. Well, that was great. That was a great seg that seg right. segment. I look forward to uh, who you're going to come up with next week. You know, I may expand into other genres. We've talked about this, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I love to do, I love, I mean, the whole thing comes from ath the athletes that, you know, mainly football, but even other athletes that I've seen, like even tennis players or I'll never do a baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but hockey players even, you know, like there's a couple I was thinking of the other day. Uh, just like, what happened to them? What are they doing now? This is what I, this is how I ponder my life. Yeah. Uh, but I also thought maybe I do, I move it into actors and maybe I, I, but those are easier to know what they're doing. You'd have to get somebody that was very big and even like musicians or singers, you know, artists. Somebody was very big and then you just totally lost track of what they're doing. Right. You know. Well, you can definitely expand. I think it'd be a good idea. Well, maybe we'll you see what need, happens. You just need to do a little more research. When I run out of athletes, I'll, I'll expand. <laughs> well, there's thousands of athletes, so I'm no feel ever run out. All right. <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, let's move on to our next segment. Uh, we're going to be hanging with the brothers. Michael. <laughs> God damn it, Yeah. See, I missed doing that in the last segment because yep. it's your segment. You don't, you're never going to hear I, me. I you After that. my intro music, you're never going to hear me go, all righty, big daddy. Well, you shouldn't because that's my tagline and mm -hmm. it's what makes me famous mm. with all 12 people. Very famous. <laughs> so yesterday, um, yesterday was a big game. We had the big game yesterday and of course we previewed it last week and we made our picks, and Dave was on the show with us, and yeah. 
Um, well, us three picked the Patriots. Um, oh, by the way, Jay, just so you know, I don't know if you know this. Um, the line for the game. Yeah, I saw that. It was moving. Ended up during, being two and a half. Yeah, at kickoff. Knew, yeah, I, know, yeah. I knew that it was. It was like three or four days. But before. what's funny is, is when I was looking online to see what the spread, you know, what it was at kickoff, there were a couple websites that said it, and CBS Sports was one of them that said it never got higher than three during the week. But yet yeah. last week you saw it at four and a half. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. In any case, it doesn't matter because they won by ten, and us three made the right pick, and Dave didn't. Yeah, he did. He said uh, he Patriots said, were going to win. He said the Patriots going to win, but he took the Rams and the points because he said he it'd be a close game. He did. He did. He did. Yes. Oh yeah, he was incorrect. I said it'd be at least by a touchdown. So, and I said at least seven to ten points. So I won that one. You guys, can you believe this game? I'll tell you what. I mean, we were we were talking about it before we before we started this, and uh, so many people are saying how boring it was and how it's the worst Super Bowl ever. I and can't even. I mean, it's just, it's insane. I was at the ed- on the edge of my seat, getting ready to throw up, waiting for the Rams to just all of a sudden cut loose and boom, 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 touchdown, 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 and then have it be a, you know what I mean? But holy crap, what a defensive showing. I mean, the the, the Patriots defense really showed up yesterday. That was really on third down as well. That's when they really just tightened up. I mean, they there did. were a few drives there where it could have went the other way pretty, pretty quick and they made some huge stops on third down. Big time, man. I mean, the whole game, Jared Goff looked. There was, a, you know, in the fourth quarter, he was able to start connecting, and they were, you know, getting desperate. And every time you get desperate, you start playing catch up. That's when you, everybody starts hitting passes. <laughs> You're like, why didn't you just do that in the beginning? But it was just a good game plan, man. I mean, Belichick and his coaches, and they just really. And I, I heard all day long of people saying it's the boringest game ever, and I'm thinking, you guys are crazy. Do you yeah. not understand football? I mean, to watch the both defenses, to shut down Tom Brady. I mean, they shut down the the running pass, pass you know, the running backs out of the backfield. They shut that down. They shut down the run game for the Patriots, more or less, uh, in the first half. They shut down. All, all the Patriots had was Julian Edelman. Well, and a little bit of Gronk. <clears throat> I don't know about that because Gronk made probably the biggest play of the game. He oh, did. He definitely made the biggest play of the game. Yeah, I agree with you. Without a doubt, but that was a great throw too for Brady oh, to yeah. anticipate, was, yeah. lead him the way he did. Um, and Sony Michelle ended up with 94 yards in the touchdown. I know, but most of that came in the second half. Um, Burkhead had lost a couple bigger runs at the end. Yeah, yeah Burkhead had 43. Um, you know, so yeah, the first three quarters, the Patriots. The Patriots shut down the Rams. Like, I mean, they had eight, yeah. the first eight drives were punts, and that's never happened in the Super Bowl. No, that is a defensive masterpiece. I'm uh, telling I mean, you. I think the, the Patriots' offense. I mean, they really controlled the clock in the first half. I mean, I guess Mike, you said they didn't run the ball great, but they they ran it just enough to keep you know. Keep Who the, the Patriots? The Patriots. The Patriots did. Yeah, yeah they, they would move the ball, and then they would get on into. Rams territory, not close enough in the red zone, and then they would sputter out, and the Rams would would, would make it happen. You know, they would stop them, and we'd have them. We missed the field goal. Well, you know, it's interesting because also for the first time ever, the Rams had not a single snap in the red zone, not a single one, and the Patriots only had one, and that was a Sony Michelle touchdown. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, I mean, you that's gotta, crazy. I mean, the Rams defense. 
Wade Phillips had a good plan against the Patriots, you know? I don't I wonder how much of the Patriots not doing it was them against themselves. Oh, they didn't have anything for Edelman. He was getting wide open. Oh, he was all day long. Yeah. I agree. And I mean and, and that's why he was the MVP and he deserved it, but I mean they couldn't they couldn't cover him. They couldn't do anything with him. No. You know. Um Sean McVay, I don't know if you saw his press conference after. I didn't I didn't didn't see the whole thing, but Yeah, I saw some of it. He said that the Patriots did a great job. It was a great game plan. No other way to say it, but I got outcoached tonight. Yeah. And it's just as simple as that. I mean, Bill Belichick and uh, Flores, the defensive coordinator, who is now gone to Miami. Yeah, he left today. Hopefully he'll do better than Matt Patricia is doing. Um, no. Your boy. Your boy. Well, hopefully he doesn't. He's in our um – He's in our, com- our, our conference. Well, it won't take a lot to do better than Patricia, so. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he said a lot of things, though. When he first got interviewed, uh, Sean McVay, he said, um, they said, what did the, um, uh, the Patriots do some, you know, that made you, that threw you off or something like that? And he said, well, we did not really anything. And I'm thinking, yeah, they did. <laughs> they did a lot of stuff. Well, I they mean. W- he said, I didn't have us prepared. I didn't have, not prepared. He said, I didn't have um, an answer. And he said, I could have done a better job coaching. Right. He got outcoached. So yeah. what was up with Todd Gurley not playing? That was kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, they didn't play him much in the NFC Championship game either. And there was speculation that he had a knee injury and it was bothering him. And that's why they were kind of saving him. And But last night, I mean, he did. What was the reason? They, I don't know. C.J. Anderson wasn't running the ball any better. No. And Gurley, you used Gurley all year, I know, because I had him on two of my fantasy teams. Um, not either ones that I won leagues in, but, you know, hey, whatever. Um, but, I mean, he was a beast all year. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, top three running back. And why you wouldn't use him in the Super Bowl, it's like when Seattle played New England and yeah. they were on the two-yard line and didn't run Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. I mean – you know, so well they were they were expecting it. So I mean, he's like, let's they'll never expect a pass here. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I but mean, that was could, also second down in that game. Yeah, I don't know. If we need to talk about that Super Bowl, but yeah, let's not talk about that one. <laughs> let's talk about how some people are saying that this is probably one of the best Super Bowls ever. Well, I heard it's, it's people have been saying that it's the most dominating or best defensive performance by the Patriots ever. Especially against an offense that was supposed to be so high-powered like the Rams. I agree with that. Well, I mean, if you think about it, they Kansas City was number one in the league and the Rams were number two in offense. They yeah. shut them both down. Completely. So, I mean, it's pretty darn impressive. Yeah, I would say it's very impressive. I'm glad that they're my team and I was rooting for them. <laughs> that made it so much more fun for me, guys. You know what I found interesting? And I kept waiting. Like, they, they interviewed um, Gurley. They were interviewing everybody, and a couple of guys said, "Man, I just, just getting to this game. We may never be back again. It's so hard to get to this game." And I'm thinking, somebody that's uh, interviewing <laughs> has got to say at some point, "Oh, Tom, Tom's been back nine times, so <laughs> it wasn't very hard for him." <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Did you guys notice at the end of the game um, when they took the final snap and and Dominic and Sue? 
Um, you know, usually yes. at the end of the game, like the defense offensive, at least like shake hands, do something. He like he up. literally like turned and bolted, gone. Yeah. It didn't do it. Like just literally ran out. Yeah. That's the problem. That's really professional. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised by that with, with him. I wasn't either. I think the Patriots, as much as they're hated. If he's listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's coming yeah. after you. He's coming yeah. after you. <laughs> he, uh, I, I think a lot of people who were not Patriots fans, who really were sick of the Patriots, got a new respect for them after that last year's game. I know five people that are friends of mine that I know who cannot stand the Patriots, who today called me and or just, you know was with me and said, wow, I mean, I got a new respect. I don't hate the Patriots anymore. I respect what they've done. I just don't want them to keep winning. <laughs> and and one thing I've I've in a lot of things I've listened to in the last two weeks since the NFC and AFC championship games, there are a lot more people. You know, you don't hear the the Patriots are cheaters, the the deflate gate, the you know all this stuff. You know, Tom Brady's got to be taking some kind of I heard that enhancer, enhancing yeah. drugs and all that. You hear a lot more people just saying, "Wow." Yeah. I mean, it is. You're right. They respect it because yeah. when you when you say Brady's playing in his ninth Super Bowl, how do you not just go, "Wow, what?" Yeah, three out of the last five they've won. Yeah, that's incredible. Three out of the last five. And won. what's really scary, I think, Big Dad, you said this last week. They lost two against the Giants, right? And yep. they should have won both of those. Yeah. Right. They were really like kind of one <laughs> catch away from, yeah. or yeah. one play away from winning two more. I yeah. mean, yeah. think about that. If they went eight, eight and one. Can you imagine? Oh, what if they just won them all? I mean, last year they had no shot to beat <laughs> Philly just because Philly came out and they had Matt Patricia as their defensive coordinator. So they had no shot. Oh, for God's sake, Paul. <laughs> they were very close to winning that game. It was 41-33. It wasn't that close. It was going to be close until – the problem with last year is Matt Patricia. <laughs> the defense – Is that not what I just said, Jay? Defense sputtered yeah. out. <laughs> okay. So did you guys um so, since we're still in the Super Bowl and the commercials are a big big deal I yeah. yeah. I didn't think there were too many that were that great, but the one with the oh God. the NFL oh my players. Oh, the that NFL one hundred, yeah. That was the best commercial <laughs> I've ever seen. That was awesome. That was so damn funny. Barry Sanders gets the ball and he's juking yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett Smith goes, I have more yards than him. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you see when they had Brady and he's like, Here, hold these. Yeah, exactly. It is awesome. Um well the Patriots now just go ahead and add another record onto their franchise because you know, now they're tied with Pittsburgh for six Super Bowl wins. They've been to more Super Bowls than any other franchise, but now they have the most playoff wins in NFL history. Really? They have thirty seven. Thirty seven playoff wow. wins. Wow. Steelers are second with well, that's 36. Because they, went to, they went to nine Super Bowls, and they have to win to get to those. So they, that's why they have so many more wins. Well, Steelers are Nobody's number, ever going to catch that, dude. Steelers are number two at 36. Oh, maybe they And will. Dallas <laughs> is number three at 35. Oh, they're not that far behind. But Dallas doesn't win playoff games. So. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Haven't since. Yeah, I heard, too, this morning that Edelman is like third on the list of receivers. And, yeah, he uh, is third on the list right now. Yeah, behind. Lynn Swan and uh, um, um, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, right. Well, I thought he was number two. No, he's number mm-hmm. three. Oh, wait. Sports Center said that. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. Dang it, ESPN. But, I mean, if you look at Brady's stats, they he's got so many Super Bowl records. It's unbelievable. 
Oh, it's mind boggling. And they're and they're not even like no one's even close. It's incredible. Yeah, and that's why I mean I've I said it a couple of weeks ago. I just don't think you're ever gonna see. You're not gonna have a Patrick Mahomes do what Brady's doing. You're not gonna have you know Jared Goff do what Brady's doing. They no, may man. they may get to a couple of Super Bowls, but they're not gonna go to nine. You're not gonna have coaches that last twenty years in the NFL then as I, head coaches. And you guys, they may not be done yet. No, they may not. Everybody's counting them out for next year. That's going to piss them off. Oh, Casey's already favored. Yeah, Casey is favored. Casey's favored to go, and I see that. I can see why. And the, and the way too early power rankings have the Patriots at number four. But so what? <laughs> All it's going to do is piss them off. Yeah, I mean, and start chanting, "We are still here," crap. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let me. See, ask- if they go to another Super Bowl next year, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna call my teams next year. Want to make our predictions for next year's Super Bowl? Do our way too early Super Bowl predictions for we Super can Bowl 54? in the middle of summer. I mean, maybe you'll change it in the beginning yeah, we'll, of the season. We'll, you know yeah. teams are in the AFC and the NFC, Mike? So you can do this accurately. <laughs> I have no idea. I already it, know who's it going. Really, it really doesn't matter, Jay. He's going to take the Patriots anyways. Patriots I, and Chiefs. Yeah. No, you can't do that. I'm, I'm calling next year's Super Bowl. I'll call it. It's going to be the Saints and the Patriots. Okay. I think... It ain't going to be the Rams. It ain't going to be Kansas City. I think the AFC Championship game is going to be the same. It's going to be Kansas City and the Patriots. But I think this time it's it's uh, it's going to be Kansas City. Mm, so yeah, you, okay. You go I mean, just because, it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Patriots can be there. How but many times have I been wrong? Zero. Zero. Okay. Um, I'm just saying, I think I think Kansas City is going to come back next year and they're going to be even stronger and better and and we'll see you know so but i, I, I think it's, i think Prescott. i think it's going to be kansas city and new orleans i'm going to go with the patriots and the bears oh the bears i think i forgot about the bears and yeah. north is extremely weak i yeah. don't think i think i don't think trubisky is the man yet. yeah that's the that's the that's the x factor there yeah i'm banking that he turns it around Keeps heading in the right direction, but that defense is so good, and I think they're uh, they were too happy about how that ended this year. Who wins? Patriots. <laughs> My boy, <laughs> I'm with you. Jay. I don't know you may be right. I mean, the Bears could do it. Yeah, I mean, could do it. Yeah. Um, I just they got all that defense coming back, and they were, and they and they play Lions twice, so they're they're two well, and zero already well, out of the shoot. Season. There you go. <laughs> there you have it. Well, Mike, let me ask you this one last one last. Yeah. question about the Patriots and the Super Bowls and yeah, all that. Talking. Let me ask this. I asked you this last night, mm-hmm. and I don't remember your response, so I'm going to ask you again. Yes. What do you think What do you think will happen to Brady and the rest of the team if, for some reason, because if you saw the interviews after with uh, mm-hmm. Robert Kraft, he was asked about Brady and Belichick and how much longer, and he says, I'm going to do everything I can to keep them around. So what would you what would happen with Brady, especially Brady, if Belichick left? Belichick retires. Because think about this: Belichick now has eight Super Bowl rings. Well, here's you got to think about some. Belichick has got a system there that's worked for eighteen, nineteen years. And how long has um, offense coordinator Josh McDaniels been there? Well, he Not, left a little while. He left for a few years, but he's been there like seven, eight, ten years. Been there longer than that. I thought I saw they said this was his seventh Super Bowl with the team, so yeah. he's had to have been there for a long yeah. time. Yeah. So well, yeah, with two of them since two thousand four. 
No, they won that year. He's been there that long. So here's my thing, is if Belichick leaves, McDaniels steps into that role, and it's already running train. It's already a machine. And yeah. by the time the machine falls apart, Brady will retire. <laughs> exactly. It will, it'll take a few more years for that machine to start losing its you know, lug nuts and the wheels start falling off. But I think they will still be strong if Belichick retires. So it, let's just say Belichick retires next week. Josh McDaniels takes over. Do they go to the Super Bowl next year? Hmm. See, that's why we redo the picks in the summer because you got to wait to see what, what happens, happens over the next happens. six months. <laughs> I'd have to think about that one. I think that it's still a high possibility they still go. I mean, Jay, what do you think? You think if he, uh, if Belichick retires, Patriots still yeah, go to Super I, Bowl? I think they got the system in place yeah. at least one more year to to do that. Um, so yeah, I think I think they'd be fine. Um, Bel or uh, McDaniel's has been he's been with the Patriots since two thousand one. 2001. Uh, yeah, 2001, personal assistant. And he's a defensive assistant, 2002 and 2003, quarterbacks coach in 2004. And then he moved to offensive coordinator in 2005. And then he left in 2009 for the Broncos. And then. And how long was he with the Broncos? Two years? Uh, yeah, 2009. Okay. Well, yeah, two years. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Two years. And then he went back. So, yeah, he's been with them for seven Super Bowls. So let me ask you guys. It says here, too, he was with the Rams for one year. 2011, briefly, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't even remember that. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. So let me ask there you guys. St. Louis Rams at that time, so yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this question. Two questions I have for you guys. Number one, you think Gronk's going to retire? No. I don't know. And number two, is Julian Edelman Hall of Fame? Worthy. That was been a big topic on the radio today. Um, I think he is because of what he's accomplished in the playoffs. He's well, number, let's, number let's three on the list. I mean, he had an, an, a serious. I mean, he's got what's his what's his stats comparable to some of the Hall of Famers that are already there. Well, let me let me start with Gronkowski. Um, <clears throat> he's twenty nine years old. He'll be thirty this year. Mm -hmm. um, he's been with the uh, Patriots now. I mean, they're comparing him to the uh, best tight end ever. Better than Gonzalez, better than um, uh, San Diego's. Oh, uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Jay, help me. <laughs> Sorry, what? Sorry, I wasn't. I was looking something up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> way, way, to pay, way to pay attention. Um, no, Antonio, Antonio Gates, sorry. Antonio Gates, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know if – I mean, he's won three Super Bowls, five Pro Bowls. He's been to Pro Bowl five times. I mean, I don't know if he I – I think he comes back. I mean, you you're, think, you at think, least for I, – I think for at least another year. And you think Gronk's Hall of Fame material for sure? Yes, I think, I think Gronk is, is Hall yeah. of Fame material. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, with Edelman um, – so, Mike, you're asking about his stats. He's got 499 receptions, 5,300 yards, uh, 30 touchdowns. Um, obviously, the Super Bowl wins. But I think the, the story behind him is the bigger thing. Came from Kent State as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Got drafted in the seventh round. Pick number 230-something. Mm -hmm. yeah, looks like 232. 
Um, so really just played special teams. An interesting stat, his first play with the Patriots was a kick return for a touchdown. Really? His first play? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, but he really uh, followed Brady around. I heard an interview with him, actually, uh, I think it was last week. Um, they were interviewing him about when he first came onto the Patriots, and he said he would do everything with Brady. If he needed coffee, he got him coffee. If he, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, he actually moved in the offseason to California just so he could go to – because Brady was out there throwing, you know, with all the other receivers. Nettleman literally bought a house out there and moved out there just so he could do that. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I also saw that, you know, when he was backing up Wes Welker and he was yeah. doing everything he could to take over for Welker because, you know, I mean, being seventh-round pick and all that. And, and I saw something yesterday or earlier today that Bill Belichick has said that he's – Edelman is just one of the grittiest, most, I mean, dedicated – hardest working players he's ever had mm-hmm. and to be a seventh round draft pick and then get super bowl mvp it's mm-hmm. pretty impressive now if you look at his stats overall statistically i don't think he's good enough for the hall of fame but if you look at what he's done in the playoffs and the super bowls he's won and all that i think then you can make a case for it and how much longer is he going to play i mean he could play another five years mm-hmm. and build those stats and win another couple super bowls mm-hmm. and then yeah definitely he's a hall of famer Right now, statistically, for me, I think he's borderline. But I think if you throw in his playoffs, I think he's he's right there. I mean, what about his total yards, Jay? He had a uh, fifty-six hundred yards as a receiver, but <clears throat> he runs back punch. Yeah, he does run back kicks and all that as well. Yeah, it's that's the interesting thing with his position because he's not like a a Jerry Rice or someone who's just a burner down the you know mm-hmm. getting massive yards and yeah, you know, he's a little scat back kind of mm-hmm. wide receiver. You know, so yeah, that's interesting to see. I, I think I think you're right though, Paul. If he does play a little longer and you know maybe another Super Bowl here or there, that could easily get him in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I you're agree. right about that. What's uh like Jerry Rice's stats? I mean, his, his are crazy. What about the next guy below him? I don't want to talk about him. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next guy below him? Who's who's second? Like who's the all-time receivers? Uh, I know for the the Super Bowl and the playoffs, it was Rice and Lynn Swan from the Steelers. You know? I thought, I swear, I thought I, somebody said last night, maybe it was on CBS, that Edelman is now number two behind Jerry For what, Rice. though? Because they, they showed a bunch of different stats. Playoff what? receptions and yards, I think. Uh, they, Something well, like they that. showed it last night. It was number three. I'm going to pull it up. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe, maybe I had one too many uh Mixed yeah, this one, drinks. if you're going by yards, <laughs> from what I'm finding, if you're going by yards, it's Jerry Rice, then Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Terrell Owens, and Randy Moss. Wow, Fitzgerald's just, number two? Yeah, as, as wow. far as yards, 16,000. He's playing another year, too. Yeah, he is. Wow, he's getting up there. And and Rice's is, what, 22,000? 22, almost 23,000 yeah. yards, yeah. 22, 8, Nobody's 8, ever going to catch that. Oh, and you got Edelman's only at 5,600? Yeah. So yardage yeah. wise. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Statistically, he's yeah. not there. But if you throw in what he's done in the playoffs, you could make a case for it. It just depends on how much longer he plays. And you're right, Jay. There, you know, he's not going to get the yards at a uh, Jerry Rice or a uh, Fitzgerald or Terrell Owens because he doesn't go deep like that. He's a short pass and then run as much as he can. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see what happens in the off season with the Patriots. It really doesn't matter i don't think who who leaves who who shows up anything 
like that, they're just going to win. And the haters are going to be the haters. Yeah, I do just want to say, too, my prediction of Gronk making a big player being, I think I said that last week. Oh, you said week. the X Factor, yes. X Factor, baby. There it was. Yep. One, one big were, catch. One big, were, well, he had a couple good, good catches. Yeah, he had a couple good catches for yeah, sure. Yeah, but that one down on the two-yard line, I mean, that's that's a game winner right there. So. Yeah, was. Um, well, awesome. we'll see if our uh, way, way, way too early Super Bowl predictions come anywhere close to being true. But I'll probably change mine six times before the next Super Bowl, so. Um, <laughs> Can we put like twenty bucks down on that? Is that, is that right? <clears throat> no, not right now. Man. I need to at least get through free agency in the draft before I do that. Okay. So, but all right, well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's move on to the Michigan mashup. You got it, all. All righty, Michael. Go blue. All right. <laughs> I guess at the end of every segment, we're going to have Mike singing. Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of upping the segment music. I mean, you are the singer in the family, but if you play Ricky Don't Lose That Number, you know I'm going to bust it Dude, out. you will bust it out, <laughs> and then I will walk out of this room and never come back. <laughs> you know, Jay, how Edelman kind of was ghost in Tom Brady and being his little help. That's what I did to Big Daddy just so I could be the executive <laughs> producer of the show. I but, would get him coffee. But, I would buy him dinner all the time. If that's true, if that's true, why don't I have a drink in front of me? Because I, I got oh, my position now. I don't. But know now you've been kicked back to producer, so. I brought myself to regular producer because I don't want to be executive <laughs> producer. But there is no such thing as executive producer for this show. All we need <laughs> is a producer for Christ's sake. Let's just move on. What are we doing let's here today? Let's do that. What are we doing? So doing let's uh, let's oh, yes, yeah. we're doing the Michigan mashup. So let's talk a little bit about Michigan basketball. Um, okay, they lost. They yeah. lost to Iowa. Michigan State lost too. I know, which is good. Um, but they lost to Iowa and uh, dropped to number seven in the rankings. Um, and you know, Jay, I'm just going to ask you because mm-hmm. um, I'm just completely baffled by it. How do you? Have when you look at the rankings, um, you know you've got Tennessee still number one, Duke still number two with two losses, but Kentucky moves up to number five with three losses. So Jason, just, yeah, um, I can't talk anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one's a little bit of a head scratcher. Um, you know, I did some comparisons on who who they who they beat, and obviously the two Michigan losses are. I mean, it's the only two losses they have overall record, which is still very good. It was, and they were both on the road, Wisconsin and Iowa. They just looked really, really bad against Iowa. Um, Kentucky, you know, they lost to Duke in their first game. But then you look at their other two losses, and they lost to Alabama, who's not – like, they're not good in basketball. And then they lost to – I don't even know who this even is. They lost to Hall. Who? Hall. Who? H-A-L-L. I don't even know who that even is. Can- Hall? Kentucky Hall. lost to Hall. They yes, eighty four, eighty three. So they were walking Hall. down the hall, and then they lost to Seton the... Hall. No, oh, it just, just says just a hall. hall. So they were in a hallway, and they lost. That's what I say? <laughs> they lost their way. So then, how are they ranked ahead of no, Michigan? Didn't see, because didn't I'm telling you, right. <laughs> whoever these committees are, it's Mike against the committees. I'm telling you, they're a bunch of bogus rats. Yeah, but the, no, there's... you're right, Big Daddy. It is Seton Hall. I was messing around with you. Um, I was going to say, Hall. Hall. it's still Seton Hall. They're horrible. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, 
And I mean, so Mike, you I don't know how they uh, bumped up. We're not getting the love, guys. Just like in football season, just like it's, we're just not getting the love. Yeah, and then Michigan State, you know, they've got how many losses now? I think four overall, two in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, but they lost at home, which is that's a huge to Indiana, who Michigan smoked, um, on the road. So yeah, it's it's crazy. It's going to come down to that Big Ten championship. I think right now, if you look at it, I still will hold strong to Michigan, Michigan State being the top teams. Purdue's playing really well. Wisconsin, actually, in their last five games, playing really well. So they're a little bit scary. Um, but it's going to it's going to be an exciting Big Ten championship. But I think you're going to see probably six, seven teams in the, in the tournament of the Big Ten. Yeah, I saw something uh, yesterday with John Beeline saying that um, they play Rutgers this week, and yep, on the road. On the road, and he said he's more nervous about playing Rutgers because they always give a good game. You never know what what they're going to come out and do. And I'm thinking, yep. John, if you lose, John, if you're listening, if you lose to Rutgers, we're going to have to fire you. All right, well, maybe not fire don't you, but still, think that'll happen. <laughs> but... I'm just kidding. <laughs> But it's so funny up here in Michigan because obviously I have a lot of Sparty fans, and they think they're the greatest because of Izzo, who's you know five foot two, I mean, just screams on the sideline, which is I think, hilarious. <laughs> um, but you know Michigan lost to Iowa pretty bad, and of course I heard a lot of that from the Sparty fans, and then they lose at home, which was glorious because. You better believe I fired back on that. Um, but yeah, it's just it just shows. I think the Big Ten is just a tough conference, no matter who you're playing. Yeah, and I agree. And I mean, but I mean, if the if the Big Ten is that tough of a conference, why does a team like Michigan, who's only got two losses, keep dropping? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't get it. Frustrating get it. strength of schedule obviously factors in there, but still, Kentucky. And even Nevada. I mean, Nevada's got one loss, but they're pl- they're not playing anybody. They're not Michigan playing anybody. Beat, so, <laughs> yeah, um, they're just not playing anybody. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's nuts. Well, it's one of those mysteries that, just like in football, like you said, Mike. I mean, I'm not, there's no committees in basketball that decide the rankings. It's oh, it's, it's the pre- you know the the people. Associated the, Press and all those. It's the Associated Press and the coaches. I mean, you got the coaches poll and the Associated Press poll. And, I mean, you know, it's writers and coaches that decide it. And for whatever reason, they want to keep knocking Michigan down. It's, we've said it before. It's all going to come down to the Big Ten tournament. It's all going to still, I think, going to still come down to the two Michigan game, the two games against Michigan State and then uh, and then the yeah. NCAA tournament. Hey, Michigan, they don't, like I said last week, they don't play Purdue, which helps them. Right. Um, so they can beat Michigan State. Right. I mean, and Wisconsin's now ranked number 19, and so they play them mm-hmm. uh, this week also at, at home. So if they can beat Wisconsin, that's, you know, strength of schedule. I think it's great that they don't play Purdue. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll just see. I mean, it's it's just frustrating when you when you know the team's good and, you know, three weeks ago they were number two in the country and they were undefeated and everybody's talking about how great they are and now they've got two losses and they keep dropping. And a three-loss three Kentucky team's ahead of them. I don't, I don't understand that. doesn't make any sense. It's because they're Kentucky. Let's, let's well, yeah, that's true. It's kind of like Alabama. 
in football. Exactly. Exactly. Just, you know, whatever. It's ridiculous. So, um, I mean, they're still playing well. Um, they definitely have to bounce back against Rutgers, though. They can't perform like they did on the road at Iowa. That was just a that was definitely by far their worst game. At least Wisconsin, they were competitive and almost pulled that one out. Um, but you can't lose to Iowa. No. Granted, on the road or not, you can't lose to Iowa. I don't know anything about Iowa, so. Well, we lost to them. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I knew that. I saw that uh, in the news. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Right. Well, we'll see what happens this week. We got Rutgers and Wisconsin and one on the road, one at home, and we'll just see what happens. Like I said before, guys, once the tournament starts, none of this stuff matters. No, I agree. That's, 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 that's when they're going to come. It's like the Patriots did, didn't have a good season. Once the playoffs started, they came to play. Yeah, I mean, it matters from a seeding standpoint, but you ball, you get the call. As long as they, what'd you say? <laughs> you ball, you get the call. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Dion. Um, I mean, just as long as they keep playing and winning here, they're they're probably gonna maybe have one or two more losses, just because I, they're a super young team. You know, I think that's what people lose sight of. I mean, Michigan's really, really young. Um, so some of these losses, I think, are good for them. Yeah. No, I agree. And come tournament time, beeline is great at getting Michigan to the Elite Eight, Final Four, and championship games. Yeah. I mean, you did it last year. I agree. And we are better than we were last year. So, um, what's up with Duke? What's up with Duke? What's up with Duke? They're 19 and 2. Yeah. What's Michigan? 20 and 2. And what's Duke ranked? Two. But they've also played some really good teams. I think they beat Virginia. Um, yeah, they've, they've we beat um, who was in uh, defending champions last year? Villanova. Villanova. We beat them. Yeah, we crushed them. But that was like the second game of the season. I don't care. We still beat them. No, I agree. We also beat North Carolina. Yeah. So, but neither one of those teams are doing really well. So that actually hurts our strength of schedule. I mean, North Carolina is ranked eighth, seventeen and four. Yeah, so they're not. But, they're, they're bouncing back. All right, Villanova's well, what are you talking about? Well, Villanova, Villanova. How about that? What are they ranked? They're fourteenth. Oh yeah, so that's that's oh. that's bad, Paul. Yeah, that really hurts our strength of schedule. Hey, that's why I've got Jason here. <laughs> Thank God for Jason. We would be listening to Paul's. Sorry, I was looking thanks up other. Iowa, I was looking up other Iowa's things. Iowa's win though. They they moved up to number uh, twenty, so Iowa is ranked now. See, I was ranked a couple of weeks ago too. So, and then they dropped out, and now they're back in because they beat Michigan. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a, a fun Big Ten tournament. Um, I'm actually thinking about going to Chicago for that potentially. Oh, that'd My be wife awesome. Doesn't know that yet? No, she's going to know if she <laughs> listens to this. But does um, she really listen, Jay? I I think so. My wife listened to our show for the first time the other night, other day, Saturday, and she was yes. blown away at how awesome it was. I'm serious. Yeah, that's awesome. She put some. Did you see what she put on Facebook? Jay? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I got to respond to that. I'm going to do that tonight or tomorrow. But um, well, we'll see what happens. The rest of this, you know, fun season of basketball. We'll keep talking about it. And um, is there any other Michigan sports we can talk about today? I ladies? mean, I mean, right now, no. There's just not a lot going on. No. Um, what the Lions? I live up here. Lions are doing nothing. Lions. I mean, they got some new coaches. Um. 
you know, we talked a few weeks ago about the Michigan football team and their their new coaches. So see where what that where that goes. We do have the early signing period coming up pretty soon here. I think that's next week. Yes, I think that's next week. Uh, so we'll have something to talk about there. Um, but the rest of the Michigan sports I mean, doing much. Red Wings aren't doing much. Pistons aren't doing much. Tigers haven't started yet, and they're predicted to do nothing. So. Really, we got Michigan basketball right now, and that's about it. And we keep dropping into polls, and I'm I'm sad about it. What about uh, U of M Michigan football, and who they've hired? Did we talk about that already? That's what that's Jason what just said. said two weeks ago. Have... We <laughs> all right, let's move on. Way to pay attention, Mike. <laughs> wow, well, we're all we're all paying attention really well tonight. Apparently, <laughs> moving on, moving on. So, well, I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's before anything else happens. <laughs> Before I say let's, something else, stupid. Before you say something else, let's uh, let's move on to the Big Daddy's final take. Um, okay. All righty. Um, that was interesting. It's the first time we've heard that. So. Uh, my final take tonight um, has to do, you know, with the Super Bowl happening last night and Brady's ninth Super Bowl and Bill Belichick's ninth Super Bowl. Actually, Bill Belichick's eleventh Super Bowl. Um, it just made me start thinking today about longevity and how some of these athletes, coaches, players, and I'm not just talking football. I'm talking every sport. Um, how these guys do this and, I, and even in music i mean <clears throat> there's there's bands that have been and singers that have been around for 50 60 years and it's just kind of crazy to me how how these guys do it i mean like for example you know brady's 18 years about to play his 19th year and forget everything he's accomplished it's 19 years that you've done this and your body has injuries and you know they've got to play a factor and you know you've got guys that you know in the nhl that i mean Gordy Howe played till he was 52. Chris Chelly is 48. Yammer Yager, 44, 45. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I was just thinking about earlier how these guys, how they do it, how they keep their bodies. And, you know, especially in a sport like football or hockey where you're getting hit all the time. To, to be able to play 18, 19, 20, 25 years is just, it's just mind-boggling to me. And even in music, um, <clears throat> you know, you, one of the, to me, one of sorry any Rolling Stones fans that are listening, but to me, one of the worst bands ever is the Rolling Stones. But they've been doing it for fifty years, over fifty years. Elton John, fifty years. Yeah, you know, and I mean, it's just <clears throat> I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about earlier. Thinking about yes, if you look at everything that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have, have accomplished, it's awesome. They'll go down as the greatest ever. But they've been doing it so long, and they can probably continue doing it for a few more years at least. So. And that was just something I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking about, you know, my longevity and, you know, how I would like to be doing this for 15, 18, 20 years with you guys. And, you know, I won't take as many hits as like Brady or somebody about else right does. right now, I'm going to punch <clears> you in <throat> the head. <clears throat> but, you know, unless Mike tries coming across the table. But We've done that a couple times. He'd, he'd, be, he'd be hitting ribbons of steel and he'd get hurt, so... <laughs> Uh, okay, Big Daddy. You know, <laughs> Jason's so. face, Jason's like, uh, yeah, okay. You know, but uh, Mike and I wrestled once, and did you hear that story, Jay? 
No, I did not. Yeah. It's a good story. I can only imagine it. <clears throat> well, it's funny because a couple of weeks ago, I was over at the row on 31st. You were? What are you doing over there? I was. Did you go into the same room? I was, uh, well, I was outside the building, but it brought back a lot of memories. And uh, <laughs> I'll bet you it did. Brought back the memories of, you know, back back in the day when I was, man, I was ripped. Jay, I was ripped. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was doing triathlons. I was half marathons, 100-mile bikes. Man, I was ripped. And Mike decides one day in the middle of his condo, <clears throat> excuse me, that we're working on, that he wants to wrestle me. No, that's not how it happened, dude. <laughs> that is not how it happened. We were we were arguing about something, and I said as a joke, oh, let's go at it. That's good. And you're like, okay, I'm coming at you. And you ran at me. I literally, I can't even remember. I picked him up, or he, he ran into me. I picked him up and threw him down on the floor, and everybody was standing around watching, and they were all laughing. All right, well, and then I, I my side hit a five-gallon paint bucket, and I had a bruise for a couple of weeks, but... <laughs> Couple. You know, thank God I had the ribbons of steel. Otherwise, I probably would have been in the hospital. Most people would have been in the hospital. So, <laughs> anyways, so that goes to my longevity of being able to go through all that, those hits that Mike supposedly gave me. And <laughs> here I am today, still able to do this. Paul. So, um, but that's that's what I've got. I mean, I just, I don't know. I was just thinking about that and longevity and, you know, how this is something I would love to be doing for a long time with you guys. And, you know, who knows? Maybe 20 years from now, we'll be in the Big Daddy Sports Minute Hall of Fame. <laughs> you can probably do your own Hall of Fame and be in it, I think. I probably could. That's so, probably, yeah. more than likely. But, all right. Well, guys, it's been a great show. Let's get this wrapped up. Um, follow me on uh, Facebook. Find me on Facebook. Just search Big Daddy Sports Minute. Follow me on Twitter at BD Sports Minute. Jason, we are now on Instagram. We, we haven't done anything with it yet, but uh, thanks, thanks just, to Jason, our search, marketing director. Our marketing director. Just search BD Sports Minute and start following us. We are going to do a lot of fun things on Instagram. Rumor still has it. Uh, iTunes is coming soon. It will. Yeah, it's and, coming. Uh, you know, so so every place you can follow me, Mike. Where can we follow you? Well, you know, I've been thinking about this following thing. Oh boy. And I do have a Facebook page. Oh. But I don't ever get on it, so I don't even know how to work it. <laughs> So, you can just follow me in my big white truck, driving down Highway 100, uh, all the way. God over. help us. Jay, can we follow you? Nobody wants to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, it's been a great show, guys. Look forward to next week. Have a good week. Hopefully, I'll be magical and whatever Mike says next week. And uh, thanks again for being on, and Big yep. Daddy's out.